What's going on, ladies and gents? See, I mixed it up a little bit there. Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I am joined by my squad. First up, Miss Mary Almonte. Hi. <laughs> it's not a good night for me. <laughs> so... I swear we, to God, that felt like Bruce Willis. We are a day late, but hopefully not a dollar short. Uh, but we also got Mr. Uh, Baylor the Great is in the building. Yeah, and and I keep that thing on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we also got the red wine connoisseur himself, Marquis. What's up? I got my red bottle of Marquis up in this bitch. Got my goat hat on. It's on. All right. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. So we got a lot of shit to get into this week. First off, um, a couple of things that did not, uh, well, that came out after I made this list. So first up, J. Cole has officially announced the offseason. His next album comes out next Friday on the 14th. What are you guys' expectations for a new album from J. Cole? Uh, Mary, I always come to you first on the first topic. Go ahead. Um, I'm hyped for it, but I'm hoping it's not like the last one (laughs) where it was like he was a feature on his own album. (laughs) So let's see. I mean, listen, we we are in desperate need of some new music from the greats. So yeah, yeah. Last that you're referring to, Revenge of the Dreamers three. Is that the last? Yeah, one? Okay. I think so. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Baylor, what do you think? Well, you know, it's gonna be one of those. Uh, it's gonna be one of those things where the world stops because uh, I would say since we've gotten King Disease. And Buster album as well. This is probably going to be one of those refreshing albums, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Hey, look, he's a, he's a young cat, so um, I expect for him to talk about a lot. It's not going to be one of those things like, what is he going to talk about? Yeah. But at the same time, you never know, you know, being stuck in, um, you know, dealing with the pandemic and things like that is going to be interesting to see what he talks about an album. And he said he did say in his little post that he's been working on this for a year. So, um, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see like what content is in that album. Marquee, what do you think about the next J Cole album? Um, I got to be honest. So, I wasn't that impressed with his on drugs and the other album before that. Um, they were okay. My question, and Mary, you just brought this up. When did he become a great? I just out of curiosity, when did he become one of the greats? Forest Hill Drive. That's the album? Okay. That's the album I think so that solidified him as a great. As a great. I, okay. I, I would agree. Yeah. I agree with that, too. The two albums before that, how did we perceive him? Well, the problem with his first album was that his mixtape that should have been the album was a classic, and that in his first album was kind of forgettable. Um, his sec- What was the second album? Born Center? Mm-hmm. That was... It was it showed evolution as an artist, but it you see, I almost just forgot. I honestly, other than Crooked Smile, I think I forget about. It. I don't even know what the standout track on that album was, to be honest with you. I mean, well, let's not get too far away from this. I mean, what's the criteria of having a great or being a great? Because I think for, because go ahead, go. Ahead. I'm sorry. To I mean, I, no, I'm saying we got different. We got different artists who have achieved um, in different ways. A lot of people, a lot of people will argue, and I'm not saying me. A lot of people argue that you know Jada might not have a classic album. Uh, we already know that we already know what it is about three stacks, mm-hmm. but these are legendary 
artists in general. So does he have to have a classic album to be great? To me, I mean, no. he does have a classic album. I don't think any people would argue that he has a classic album. So even if that's the gateway of entry, he has that. But I think you can be great without a singular classic album. It matters about your content and the impact that you have. Maybe not even on the listeners, but sometimes the artists around you. And I think if if J. Cole wasn't sandwiched between Drake and Kendrick Lamar, it would be completely different. That's why that middle child, child song I, had so much meaning because he is sandwiched between two people that almost every rip sell more than him. Um, but, I mean, clearly I think J. Cole's growth as an artist and his impact as not only just an artist but also as someone who is a boss in his own right – um, is has solidified his legendary status to me. Now, that's just to me. That's no, my personal criteria. Go ahead. Uh, I agree with you. Oh, uh, the reason I was asking that, because when you brought it up, Mary, um, that he's a great, I just want to identify. For me, he became great when Nas addressed mm, that song, I okay. Let Nas Down. The that is on Born Nas, Center, right? That's, that's the song, Let Nas Down, is on Born Center, but yeah. the remix isn't there. Like, his verse isn't there. Yeah. The fact that he stepped down from his throne to address that, Mm. That said something to me because Nas wouldn't step down for anybody to do something like that, which was to me a moment in hip hop. Like you've been anointed by yeah. the greats. Obviously Jay signed you, but you've been anointed by the other great, the other Titan. You know what I mean? So that's all. As far as his album, I'm looking forward to it because like you all said, it, we need something refreshing. We need to hear something new. Um, we're going to talk about a few of the albums that came out, but I'm interested. The other singles that he dropped, you know, him dissing and look, those are little side things that he did. Let's move past that. Hopefully this is one of those albums that would be refreshing, something that we need, you know? And that's what I'm hoping for. I'm, I'm, I'm on a positive positive vibe today. Right. So the Green Ranger is uh, helm it off. All right, cool. Mary, do you have anything to add to that we move on, before we move on? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Next one that uh, came out after we made this list. Uh, so TDE has been hyping this release that's coming out tomorrow. Uh, if you listen to, well, the day of that you guys would be listening to this because it'd be released on the 7th um of course that immediately sent us everybody else initially think it was kendrick seems like it's actually going to be an isaiah rashad not even an album seems like it's just going to be a single because they he is releasing a video i think um tonight at midnight isaiah rashad for sure so it seems like there's going to be linked to that now what I will say is that Isaiah Rashad is an amazing artist. He is an artist that I do look forward to hearing music from. But I think that TDE may have let him down with the way that this rollout was because people are automatically going to think it's Kendrick considering how long it's been since we got new Kendrick music. Do you guys agree? Is this going to hurt Isaiah Rashad's rollout of this single album, whatever it is? Or do you think it's going to be something that once it's out, if it's good, people aren't going to think about it? Marquee, I'll come to you first. I agree with that. I think um, if it comes out, and he doesn't disappoint, people will appreciate it. Um, the, the great thing about this marketing um, technique is we're listening. We're looking forward to something coming out. And if it's him, he just better bring it. He just better leave, live up to that hype because if it is dope, all ears are on him. Okay, for sure. For sure, Baylor. Oh, yeah, we kind of upset over here. I ain't going <laughs> to even hold you. Don't get me wrong, though. Like, um, I think it's a certain dip, demographic that's going to be like, all right, I'm uh, I'm upset, but let me see what the fuss is about. I'm still going to listen. And again, it's nothing against him. It's just that we haven't heard K Dot in so long, and because of how the rollout came about, we like, yo, there's got to be something major. I, we I even had Cassan 
I'm fine with if it's Absol because we haven't heard from him in years. Exactly. But but the thing is, it's like they and I think they know that at this point. I think they know. So I didn't. I honestly thought. Um, I honestly thought it would be K dot, and I, I don't know what it is, but I'm still holding on to that. But I'm still gonna listen regardless. And I like the video. Uh, I'm I, I'm going to watch the video. I'm going to assume that the video is going to be dope. Um, but I don't know, man. They, I think they're doing more. They're more. I wouldn't say they're doing damage, but a lot of people are going to be upset. Come tomorrow. You know what I mean? They, I, maybe, maybe that's the wrong word. Not upset. I think a little bit more frustrated at this point. You know what I mean? Because I mean, Cash is just waiting on K Dot, man. Eh, that's it. Mary, I agree with everything said above. <laughs> <laughs> no, say you agree, Hayes. I, mean, I feel like if music is dope, then you know people will overlook the confusion and the hype, but I would love to like talk to whoever works in marketing and that came up with this strategy. Um, because yeah, I think a lot of people were let down myself included that it was not KDOT and our group chat was ablaze for all our listeners out there with yeah. speculation. So Absolutely. yeah. 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 It, 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 it I mean, and this may, and maybe, Maybe this was all part of the plan that they knew that people were going to assume that it was it was Kendrick and it it could have been used to give a little bit more notice to Isaiah Rashad, someone who is like I said, is a dope artist. I don't, he's nowhere near the legend of Kendrick. I mean, the level of Kendrick, but he's a he's a dope artist in his own right. So maybe you know this gets some new eyes to him um, because at this point all eyes are on TDE at midnight to see whatever they're going to be releasing. That's just period. Um, now. <laughs> Moving, moving on from that, something that we talk a lot about, it, well, often on here, it periodically pops up. That's ownership. That's us owning our own shit. The next two topics kind of fall in line with that in different ways. So Birdman has actually come out, who rarely talks about the exact amount of money that he makes and, and stuff like this. He he's I don't think Birdman ever is like even in the top 10 of Forbes, but has said that he he gets about 20 to 30 million dollars. Uh, from just owning masters and he talked about how he started letting people sample their stuff and there's a lot of ways to make money off ownership now we to 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 you know use the flip side of that we talked about how little wayne sold masters of young money from his albums drake's albums and Nicki minaj's albums i think the figure that for that was for 50 million dollars that makes this looks even more that move even more idiotic because you would have to think that if they if cat if Birdman is generating twenty to thirty million dollars a year, Drake and Nicki's masters alone at some point, if not now, go, are going to be worth that much. What do you guys think about that one, Baylor? I haven't come to you first yet, so I'll come to you first on this one. Um, she said it seemed like a lot of people in that camp couldn't count. That's what it looks like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. Um, what did Pusha T? Uh, it doesn't something when you, you let baby divide the pie. So I mean, hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you, I'm trying to get that in there, aren't you? <laughs> when, when, it, when you when you circle back and start and you bring up Wayne, well, that's actually sad though. You know what I mean? Especially when we watched him grow up and he was like one of the main artists on that label. And I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, I was actually surprised that he did release that information though. You know, he, he is a cat that if you ask him a question, he will get up and walk out. <laughs> he doesn't have to address anybody. So, I mean, hey, 
look, man, we know what it is. If we we have so many examples of the record business uh, on the record side. I mean, the record label side, and from your friends and family. So, if newer artists can't see this, I'm not sure what else. I don't know. I don't know what other example you need. There you go, Mary. Um, I feel like. This has been like a cautionary tale, right? Or and yet a lot of people still don't learn because you still are seeing or hearing about people signing Fugazi contracts and deals and um like you said to kind of start this this segment, ownership is key. Um and when you own your masters, that's something that's gonna pay off for a lifetime. Like, you know what I mean? For your family. So yeah, I definitely think that everyone should really be inspired by this and kind of like take note when they're looking over their whack deal <laughs> because everyone who's, you know, new in the game usually gets a, a bum deal in the beginning. Um, I think that needs to change too. So I feel like if I were a young artist right now, I would really be studying the strategy that these dudes really employed. Especially if you're an artist who comes in and you've kind of generated your own buzz because we we know now that artists can completely, like being independent, can get themselves to a point. Matter of fact, one of the artists that we're going to be reviewing later kind of worked himself into a, a contract with Interscope. And we'll talk about that. I think that if you do that, if you come in with a solid base, if you come in with some solid streaming numbers already independently, you should be negotiating negotiating at least a percentage of owning your masters out the gate. Maybe not outright, but maybe a percentage. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, Marquis, what do you think? Um, It's kind of shitty that he's saying that because I imagine how juvenile and the rest of them are feeling right now hearing that information. How much are they getting? Hmm. How much of those, those royalties that, that um those masters are they, they generating? You know what I mean? Like, we, we, we do this shit to ourselves and you just basically brag, you know, I, I made $20, $30 million a year just off masters. What about your artists? How much do they make? And have we heard from them since? What are they doing? Are they going to be another black rob situation where you're bragging about how much money you make and then where your artists at? So I, yeah. I don't know. If he's taking care of his people, that's one thing. But if not. Now, I will say this isn't up to date or anything that I've heard that I've read recently. But I know when Juvenile left Cash Money initially and then he came back and resigned with Cash Money. He he did say that he's been, he's been take, made whole at least at that point. Now that was almost a decade ago at this point. So who knows how how that's held up or not? But at least juvenile, like somebody who's left Cash Money, been disgruntled, has come back and now is seemingly I don't know if he's still signed or not, but he works with Baby semi consistently. So like maybe maybe he is taken care of. Maybe they've learned from the the issues with Wayne and whatever. And then you know even though Wayne missed out on a lot of money reportedly, like he hundreds of millions of dollars that he didn't get that he probably should have you know cash money when he left did give him ownership of the masters now he sold it he didn't hold on to it so maybe they've they've kind of learned from that as well we gotta follow up on that yeah we haven't heard anything else after that we do need to follow up on that because you heard it there it is and it's gone and i know like usually when something like that happens there's a story behind that we haven't heard anything so i would love to hear the follow-up to that yeah yeah Definitely. But on the flip side of that, you know, and this is, you know, as much as we talk about ownership, um, the American dream is being able to flip something for more money than what you get it. And Jay-Z uh, sold uh, his his part in title for three hundred and fifty million dollars. Now, I do want to preface this by saying when he bought into title and a lot of people have the 
perspective that he started title he didn't title was already a company that he bought into for 56 million dollars so to go around and turn and turn that around to almost a 300 million dollar profit margin for something you did not originate that is a hell of a i know we talk about ownership i know even when that was initially when i retweeted it i was like wow that just that that's surprising that he would sell it but I mean, he hell, it's a hell of an investment. And the good thing about being at the level of Jay Z, he can start another streaming platform today, and it and it be yeah. and it be profitable. Uh, Mary, uh, what do you think about Jay Z selling his portion of title for three hundred fifty million dollars? I think Jay Z said it best when he said that he's not a businessman; he's a businessman. Like that was a boss move right there. Um, again, I hope our young generation is taking notes. I mean, don't let it go over your head, y'all. Like these are the people, you know, I mean, listen, I could continue on with Jay-Z quotes all night. Right. Like he, he definitely drops game game on us. And we just, a lot of people just don't pay attention. So I just hope people are paying attention. I feel it. I mean, that's the approach that I think people, no matter what you're in, if it's the music industry, whatever industry you work in, you should really be trying to, make boss moves like this so yeah kudos to him <laughs> definitely definitely can i get five dollars <laughs> just just think about that jay-z can literally write us a check that would change our lives that wouldn't even affect like imagine if jay-z walked in and wrote you a check for a hundred thousand dollars that's a blip on the radar for him um that's the story for another day Baylor. what do you think well like can we ask him <laughs> you know what i mean uh, if you want to invest in us, because we'll definitely uh, triple the profits. I, it's just another J movement. I don't know what to say. At this point, it's like, you know, this is what he do, you know. Um, and I'm pretty sure the next single that he drops or the next album, if, we, uh, if we're blessed to get that, I'm pretty sure he's going to tell us that he made another Billy next to his other Billy, you know what I'm saying, next to B. So, you know. And you know what? The... the I would love to see, like, I, I see what Nas is doing. You know what I mean? Like, Nas is on that wave as well. Uh, still a little bit cooler. You know what I mean? Um, you got Master P, but we need more, though. Because when, when I see stuff like this and when I hear stuff like this and like what Marquise just said when we were talking about Birdman, like, yo, what about Black Rob, though? Like, Black Rob don't, probably don't need to be a billionaire, but he could have been living good, and he should have been living good. You know what I mean? So that's cool. We got the Titans up there, and there's less than a handful of them. But that says a lot, bro. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not here to rain on the parade, but it's like, yo, what about everybody else at this point? Like, I like to – I'm used to seeing Jay up there. Now I need to see everybody else. I like it. I like it. Marquis? Um, Yeah. I got I to gotta applaud this, man. Um, So title was – down to fail. Here's why. Most people who started uh, uh, adopting the streaming service was on Apple because you're Apple users. The people who got pissed off at Apple migrated to Spotify. Spotify, Spotify basically diversified the portfolio with the podcast, dominated the market, um, curated music for you um, based on what you need. The biggest thing that title had was Jay. Um, when he dropped that album, it was first with Samsung and title. Brilliant move, but he got out at the right time. The other side of this, though, Jack Dorsey. Realistically, this could work out really well for him. He Number one, he has access to about, what is it, 100 million users on Twitter? So he already has 
the users. Now he has a streaming service. Whatever he does with it, because I know Twitter is kind of dying down. They lost a lot of a lot of money, especially the stock. But whatever he chooses to do with this platform and the user data he has, there's a lot that can happen there between podcasts, um, user adoption, cross pollination opportunities, whatever. There's a lot that could happen with um, with with um, title the direction they go in. You can't be a streaming service anymore because the market is already cornered by the two titans, Apple and Spotify. That's it. Yeah. So they have to figure out a way to maximize the users they have and then also bring that in with Twitter. But like you said, Jay, boss move. I respect that. I've always respected him, but you got to diversify yourself. I mean, between art, um, you know, streaming services, whatever he does, he makes gold. So accept that. Colony had gold. That was just shit. But you know, <laughs> every 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 mo- mogul and boss has a couple of failures in there. It's just that their successes outweigh them so much that we we typically forget about them. Um, and Jay has definitely well, reached that level. Go ahead. So here's here's a real quick question. He just sold Ace Spade, and he sold this. What is he about to do next? He has a lot of money right now. He's looking to do something. He I sold it on think- the next. I think he's going after a team. Mm. I agree. Something okay. big's about to happen because yeah. he didn't sell all this for no reason. Yeah, I think he's going after the team. He wants to be the outright owner of it. That's what I think he's going. I think that's what he's going to do. What you saying? The Nets? And it might be football. I don't know. I don't know I who. Like, but... Didn't he sell? He sold his his ownership in the Nets too. So yeah, the, the last the football. last franchise that was up for sale was um... Timberwolves. Alex Timber, yeah, true, true. Tim, Timberwolves and um, the Panthers. The thing, well, see, the thing is though, is Jay so smart? I wouldn't be surprised if he buys. If we're talking sports, one of the English soccer teams. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. Which would be hugely profitable. Um, yeah. But uh, you know that that's speculation for another day. Uh, unfortunately, in I don't know less positive news. First of all. Where in the fuck did like who's running PR for Chris Brown and Tory Lane? So where they thought this was the time to announce a joint album? Yo, like what's that album <laughs> gonna be called? The Wife Beaters? The He Man like, Woman Beaters oh, Club? Shit, That's what it's gonna right. be clo- called. Shots <laughs> fired. Shots fired. That's what the album is called. Like it, 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 like and don't get me wrong, two talented people, but like you couldn't wait until Tory Lane's case is over with before you announce. Like with Chris Brown, like. It, Somebody had like either they announced it without like running it by anybody or like nobody in their camp gives a fuck about them. Like that that's the only thing that I can think of. Or maybe they're like, let's lean into it. <laughs> let's just go all out and be This would this I, this I would be like R. Kelly announcing an album hosted by Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> like I I think this is perfect. Oh shit. I think it's perfect. Now would I do it? Yo. Is but, Megan gonna be on the album as a guest feature? Out of curiosity. No. But I mean, you know, when is it? When is it ever a great time to put an album out with those two? Like they can put it out any time that they want to. Putting it out now, they know they're gonna get a lot of backlash. Do they care? Absolutely not. And I well, think that's what it comes down to. Did anybody see Tory Lanez Unplugged that just dropped? No, I oh. seen I seen clips of it, but I didn't tune into it. I mean, listen, he's hella talented. He really is. But I don't know. That situation didn't sit sit well with me. I've conferred with the Teenage Coalition or whatever we're going to call them. 
And they all actually, and including girls, feel like if he really did shoot Meg, then he would have been like arrested or in jail or in trouble for it. So they, I think he got a pass. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I mean, look, cancellation did not go through. Because <laughs> I, I, and I was one that wasn't canceling him because we didn't get all the facts. You know what I mean? It was funny how. How Meg got to talk about it, but he wasn't able to talk about it. So well, until he dropped that whole album talking about it yeah, and singing right. about it and spitting about it, and that was some bitch ass shit. So he lost my respect with that. <laughs> uh, well, I look. I hope. Hey, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it just it just seems like like what's the saying now? Read the room. It seems like nobody in that announcement read the room. Like. And I, I know Tory Lanez. No, or they did. Oh, they yeah? might be on some Sega Night to the Bad Guys shit with this. Okay, like, look, bad, bad publicity is is good publicity too. Mm-hmm. It, it, we're going to be talking about it because we're talking about it now. Then when the album drop, we're going to be talking about it. That is true. That is true. Well, all right. I mean, I, I, unless unless there's people out there waiting for the truth to come out and then they put it out as a ce- celebration. I don't think that's anything to be celebrating because it was a black woman that was hurt. At the same time, you know what I mean? I, we gotta wait for it. We gotta wait for it to come out. I don't know. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm not canceling anybody. Okay. Yeah, I mean the thing the thing with this is is go ahead, Marky. Go ahead. I gotta be honest with you. It might be dope. I th- well, that's I the thing. I think that's the thing that. that me me that I, all three of us have said up until this point. They are yeah. both two of the most it's, talented it's artists right now. Period. Tory Lanez, as much as I don't agree with him, and I don't, I haven't listened to his music since all this happened. Whatever, Tory Lanez is we talented. Did last as, album. T- we, yeah, we did reviews last album. Uh, Tory Lanez is talented as fuck. He is. Chris Brown, we already. Know, Chris Brown is a fucking legend. Um, so this album could be on some Silk the Silk Shock it. I mean, Silk Sonic type Silk shit. Silk Sonic, I agree. Like, yeah, it very well could be like. I, I'm actually looking forward to hearing them harmonize. So, I mean, that's going to be very interesting. And then the thing, but, the thing that they could do that Silk Sonic doesn't is that they can have songs to where it's Chris singing and Tori's rapping his ass off. Yeah, and Chris can rap. We heard that. Yeah, on, yeah he can. He has yeah, he rapped can. before. He's rapped on tracks with Fifty. So like, yeah, and he rapped with yeah. Buster. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. I'm no, he can. No, he can. He can. He can rap. Rap. Though. He can rap. Yeah, rap. like the dude spit. So. I know we, you know, the the headline is we, I'm kind of looking forward to the album. Yeah, he was on a track with T Grizzly. That shit was that, was, that shit went. Yeah, he can go. He can go. Yeah, this is I the, forgot about that. And, and and I think the thing is, and I've said this before. I don't think in this podcast. Think on another one. Like cancel culture at this point only lasts until you drop something hot. If this album comes out and it's fucking amazing. He may turn everyone who's against Tory Lanez, we're talking about specifically, may turn everyone who's against him on his side with just one hot album. All right, Kelly did it on the boondocks. Oh, shit. I, oh, shit. Did he not, though? Y'all remember that episode? I'm not touching that. I'm not. Go ahead, Mark. I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole, bro. You got it. You got it. Go ahead. Has Chris Brown ever dropped a whack project? No. Yeah. yeah. A whack yeah. project. What's, what's Chris Brown the, dropped? The one, the, the, the one that he dropped where he had uh, fifty songs. Fifty songs. On yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That, I mean, one, that one. Come was, on. No, no, bro, bro. Look, 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 look. Songs. Look, look. Okay, that's your fault. Stop putting fifty fucking tracks out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Fifty whack. Now the God thing is, damn. and the thing, the thing that ma- that made that bad is that honestly, he probably had about ten to twelve tracks on it that would have made a hot album had he just selected I the right three, tracks. I took three tracks from it myself. So, <laughs> I did. Man, I found at least ten to fifteen. Was, okay, yeah, so yeah, that's good. a better. That's a better shooting percentage. It's like, you know what it is. It, no, it to me it was like you know if you have a mixtape you have some throwaways on there let's just get it out there kind of thing to me. But the rest of his catalog, I'm not. I don't hold it. I don't. I don't. I don't hold it against him. But he still did it. Okay, fair enough. But compared yeah. to the rest of his catalog, how many albums he he has? Ten? How many albums does he have? A lot. I don't know. And are you counting the one he? Are you counting the one he did with Tiger? Fuck that. No, that's the whack that's, one. Come on. Like come. On. Oh look, that's, look, look, Mary. As I keep going, they keep piling up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on from that, though. Uh, so, and I put this on here, A, because Ghostface Killer is from one of my favorite rap group of all time, as well as Mary's. You have two people who are super big Wu-Tang fans on this panel. Um, well, I, Whoa. I didn't know, Marquis, we've never, me and Mary have had over a year worth of conversations about how big of a Wu-Tang fans we are. Hip-hop group of all time. Okay. Let's start that. Okay. So, nah, nah, I'm good. I actually think we, we minted them that. In one yeah. of our brackets. Yeah, we did. I think it was the last bracket yeah. we did. Um, but uh, so he he had this interview with Vulture, and uh, he talked about how um, basically to paraphrase that uh, our acts and artists like uh, a tribe called Quest, of course, Wu Tang, Notorious B.I.G., uh, Cool Herc, Grandmaster Flash, The Furious Five, and the Sugar Hill Gang has hits, and that a lot of this generation doesn't understand. Um, their impact in in the rap game now we've said that before we're hip-hop heads we're of a different generation we said that do you think that this article and so i'm not coming from the standpoint of if we agree because i think everybody on this panel agrees but do you think this article is going to do anything or do you think that the younger generation is going to see this as an old man complaining what do you guys think yeah no they it doesn't matter and they can't read anyway so it don't matter (laughs) they read them tweets though I mean, I got to be honest, there is some truth to that. I don't like back in our, so this is going to take us down a rabbit hole and I'm going to try to not bring us all the way down there. But back in our day, we had the source vibe. Like we actually respected the hip hop journalism and looked to it for, you know, guidance and insight into the culture. That is gone now. The the younger generation, you know, it's it's all word of mouth, you know, we in a very weird way, even if it's social media, but there aren't like thought leaders the way we had. So I don't think the young generation will even know about it, much like Baylor just said. Um, but he is very, very right. Um, I and I don't know. I'm actually excited because I'm working on some stuff that's going to help bridge the gap. Shout out Rock the Bells. Um, but yes, there does need to be some kind of, I don't know, connection. There needs to be some kind of mandatory hip hop 101 education that you must take before you really can enter this game and be qualified. So I couldn't agree with them more. I don't think the young generation is going to listen to this or even be aware of it, but they are about to be aware of it. How about that? So, yeah. (laughs) And I, and I think that, you know, it does take something to to make I, I'll, I'll use me as a person personal example i won't even use the younger generation i had never heard of cool g rap in my life until i was 22 years old he was wow. on he was on a g unit mixtape and i was like this motherfucker can spit and i google cool g rap and i was like wait a motherfucking second and i literally downloaded on whatever the street the shit we used to use to illegally download shit at that time 
so much Cool G rap shit that I had an edu- a day of educating myself on Cool G rap. And at that point, it was like... was line wire. Probably. <laughs> I was like, how in the fuck did I, who at that time considered myself a hip-hop head, not know somebody who, now that I have educated myself, Cool G rap style, it can be felt and seen through so many people in the 90s that it's ridiculous, but I didn't know it. So it, it, I think it does take something to raise the eyebrow of the new generation and then hopefully they go through the and they have music more easily accessible they don't have to sit there and wait an hour for four tracks to download on LimeWire like I did growing up like literally go to Spotify you'll find it so maybe it's something like that and then maybe they get their education that way I don't know but Baylor what do you think um well I think they seriously need to make a class though like serious like maybe in community college have a one-on-one course uh, because the level of disrespect, um, and then the, the the effort that they put into making music, they don't even. And then when they sample, that kills me. They will sample these artists and not know who they are. You know what I mean? So, um, so those artists, artists though that they're sampling should kind of have demand like a sit down with them and give them the insight into <laughs> into the record and and. You know what I mean? Like their motivation. Yeah. There has to be some kind of connection here because, like you said, it's like I think a lot of these youngins are inspired by the legends and don't even know, can't even identify who they are. Basically. They don't even know where, it come, they, don't even know where yeah. they come from. Yeah, sad. Yeah. And then, then they go off and, and, and let one of, one of their singles take off and it's a major hit. Now you're profiting off of history that you don't even know about. All right, Marky, go ahead. I- I got three things. <clears throat> her name is Tammy. Got a beach house in Miami. Rides around with a spoke jammy and her silken satin panties. Shit like that. That's cool, G. Um, artists today have three great albums. You said name Wait, an artist. Name an artist today, a modern artist or a new artist that has at least three great albums. Well, uh, because if Kendrick. Kendrick's the easy one. Um, well, how are we defining new? Artist. That's what what I was gonna ask. New artists that have but what's three, new? What, give us a year I, to start. Give us a year. Anybody you gotta give us a cutoff. Past Kendrick and J. Cole. How about that? Anything past Kendrick and J. Cole. Kendrick and J. Cole. Mm. Does Travis Scott have three? Mm. He should have three. He, really? he got two. He got two. He got for two sure. for sure. Yeah, yeah, he got two, two for sure. sure. He might not have a third one because he might not have a third album. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he has a third album. Okay, let's go. He, no, no, he has a third album, but not a great third album. Okay. My point is. Like Ghost said, bodies of work. Tyler the Creator has that generation around. He's before that. He's actually yeah. Before, Tyler before the Creator's Kendrick? like middle child. Middle yeah, child. He's, okay. Yeah. Anybody yeah. after that, like Crit? Go ahead. Crit. When, when did Crit come out? Crit came out around the same time, right? He was no, in the same freshman he, class as Kendrick, right? He, he, he was out. He right, was so out, but he went. But he went now. Anybody out. after? No, not anybody from that generation. Anybody after that. What year are we talking are about? Are we counting groups? My point is this. I, I, bodies yeah. of work. Like it shouldn't said, be this hard. The fact that it's this hard for us to think about, I think, proves your point. Go ahead. So my last thing is, here's my disappointment with even, even those rappers. Lupe Fiasco. He couldn't recite Tribe Called Quest lyrics and didn't want to do an appreciation for them because he didn't know because he listened to Scarface and the rest of them. But your whole style is from Tribe Called Quest. So our legends still have to pay homage to who birthed their style. But again, I, I agree with the ghost. Like bodies of work, not a lot of artists have bodies of work. And Billy, you pointed out, Jaden may not have a lot of classic albums, 
but I guarantee you can recite a lot of the songs from those albums. You know what I mean? These new artists, I hear singles, 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 and that's it. I don't hear bodies of work. I hear unless bodies of work are considered streams. That's my problem. I feel it. I feel where you're coming from on that. Yeah. And I personally feel like Jada has a classic album. Which one? Oh, that's Which one you that's, classic? That's, that's me. Huh? Which one you count classic from Jada? Um, you gotta think that hard. Mm. No, 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 because I actually it's not a it's not a Jada album that I don't like. But, I'm but being not liking it classic or different. No, no, but that's the thing though. What I might think is a classic, a lot of people might feel is mediocre because it wasn't as commercial. Okay. But what do you think is which albums do you think all of them are classics? To me. I okay. I would say this. I and this this may this may get frowns from my panel, and I, you know I love y'all, but feel free. I, I, and the only, I would say, only reason go ahead. Go ahead. I was just no, going to say that I would say, even though it's a joint album, I would say Friday Friday on Elm Street is a classic. Okay. I mean, I I would have said Kiss the Game Goodbye was dope. Okay. I was going to, I was going to, I was going to pick that only because I felt like that was probably the most commercial album that he has. Yeah. That's my, the Diddy made him pretty. And that's why I didn't like that album too much. Right. That's not his gritty shit. Right. And that's what we love Jada for, right? The gritty exactly. shit. Yeah. Imagine if him and Beanie would have done an album together. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. All right, let's, because we're going we're gonna to go down another rabbit hole. We're going to go ahead. Uh, we got two albums to get into to review. Um, first one, uh, Moray, Street Sermons. Now, I want to, Moray was who I referenced earlier in the show. Like, he has spent about two or three years uh, of, of doing like independent uh singles and albums and really built his buzz up like the only thing that i could compare it to and i'm not saying it's at that level but would be like to a, a 50 like he completely built himself up to get noticed on his own got to deal with interscope released this album now we'll talk about the quality of the album i think there's some some really positive stuff to come out this album but i think overall because a lot of this album is also made up of some of those tracks he released while he was independent um I think it shows promise, but I don't th think it quite feels like a cohesive project. It feels like something that the label is like, we need something to get out from you quickly since we just signed you and we need to capitalize on this buzz that you had. That's how I feel about the album. But who wants to take it away first? Mary, were you just dodging a bullet? Because you just... Sorry. Go ahead. I'll go first, though. Okay. Thank you for, for, <laughs> for teeing that I mean, up. You are, you are on the island. I was doing the thing. Over there. Yeah, yeah, they really are these days. Um, shout out. <laughs> so there, this is one of two, two pieces of art, I guess we'll call it, that we're going to discuss tonight that I got, I don't know, a quarter of a way through and then came to the determination that it was not for me <laughs> and decided not to waste any more minutes of my life on it. Mm -hmm. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this was trash, <laughs> but it was not my... It wasn't my steez. It was not for me. No. Like, I don't really like that sing-songy, like, you know, and I now I sound old, but, and I give everything a chance, but she I just said. generally do not subscribe to <laughs> his style of hip-hop. Okay, let me ask no, you this. For what you it is, I'm sure his people who like that liked it. Were you able to at least take in the content of what he was talking about, even with the, the not liking the style that he used to deliver it? Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, I, also, I also felt like there were too many songs on it. Like I was really like, "Oh Lord!" Like I, <laughs> yeah. after like the third or fourth one, I was like, "Let me see what else is on here." And then I just started seeing stars. So, yeah, you might want to. I'll pass. 
Back to you in the studio, Hayes. <laughs> All right, Marquis. Because I'm going to save Baylor for last because only because of my own personal reasons. I thought, listening to this album, I thought Baylor was going to hate this album. So I'll save Baylor for last just because I want to see hear how he's going to feel about it, Marquis. Dang. <laughs> uh, that's, how, that's how you think about it? That's crazy. <laughs> so... I'll agree with that. Um, Hazy pointed out something. Back in the day, Ill and Out Scratch, we're my homies, creeping through the hood, right? Mm-hmm. That song blew the fuck up. And it was supposed to be a guest feature, but the record label demanded more because this song blew up. Mm-hmm. So they made them do an album. And the album sucked because it sounded like they rushed it. Mm-hmm. And this is what that sounds like to me. I, there's some dope songs. Honestly, I, I love the content. It just, at some point, just became monotonous to me. And that's my problem. But I, I, there is talent there. There is raw, um, uh, there's raw talent. It's just, it seems like it was forced and rushed. It's like, you know what? I got this popping. Let's repolish these songs. Uh-huh. And let's just, A&Rs, everybody jump on it and let's get this out as fast as possible. And I also noticed that it's produced or this is an Apple, something, this is like an alignment with Apple or two, right? Yeah. Or something like that? Seems like it was rushed to me. I agree with that. Do you think he's a better rapper or a better singer? And do you think he should pick a lane? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Be, because the, I don't know if the, the con, spitting, the way he spits, I don't know if that would resonate lyrically as a rapper. But he, he, he has flow. Mm-hmm. He's not that great of a vocalist, though. So I can't say he can sing. He's a good harmonizer, but not a great yeah. vocalist. Yeah. 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 That's that's the problem. So he has to do what he's doing. All right, cool. Marquis. Baylor, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Bar- I'm sorry. I said Marquis. Yeah. Marquis just went. Don't yeah. worry about it. Um, we got to let him live. Y'all going to let the baby get away with that shit? Y'all got to let him get away with it. I don't know um, shit. Um, but I actually... Okay, so there was a song called "That's on God." That shit, great bad. song. I, that great should song. be his. That should be his single. The, everything else uh, was like was was mid or whatever. Like I said, it sound rushed, but I liked it. Maybe I was high. Okay, cool. But it 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 sounded good. It sounded good. Yo, I tell you this much: it sounded better than the shit that we about to talk about next. Man, listen. Oh, man, all right so we okay so overall we're kind of uh, so it, besides i know mary just doesn't like a style but besides that do we think that with more time do we expect a better album out of moray the next time well yeah you got to give them time to grow but i now i i'm actually not I don't. I don't really have a problem with the <laughs> singy songy, <laughs> like like Mary said. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. The way I see Moray's career going, at least initially, is I think we're gonna have a bunch of hooks from Moray being mm-hmm. guest features on other people's songs leading up to his next project. Yeah, and maybe that should have been his rollout. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe he should have been on a gang of. The, uh, other artists, you know, singles and stuff like that, and then boom, hit us with a project of your own, which by that time would have been some well-crafted tracks, you know? But that that that's on that's on God track. That shit bad, man. I'm going to play that when I go to work. That and Trenches are my, my two favorite songs on the album. But uh, let's move into this next album. DJ Khaled. Khaled Khaled. He had to say his own name twice because this shit is fucking trash. Double trash bags. This shit is garbage. There's like three tracks on this. It's a typical Khaled album. But the thing is, is that I feel like what hurts Khaled so much is that he thinks he's creating fucking magic every time he's in the fucking studio. Like, I just feel like he's gotten too big on himself. This overproduced. What does DJ Khaled do? 
Because I looked at, at the production credits. On his first couple of albums, he had more production credits than any other producer. On this album, I think he has like maybe two production credits on it. What does he do? Is he a curator? What the fuck is he doing? Baylor. I'll come, uh, a, yeah, I'll come to you first on it. Go ahead. He's a vibe, he's a vibe moderator. That's what he is. Um, okay, so look, I like the idea of what he's doing. A lot of people complain that he's putting artists together that doesn't mesh together, right? But I like the idea of it because you never know until you try it. Um, he sampled a lot of classic tracks and it didn't work out too well. Um, and, but the same thing that I'm praising him for is the same thing that I'm going to criticize him for. When you put the Migos and like, I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know what I think he did? I think he said, you know what? He was high when he put this track list together. That's what it was. was, But it wasn't TAC. This had to be like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this had to be like shrooms or or LSD something. Um, I feel like I feel like he just said, you know what? Just let me get them and let me get them. Put them on this track. Like I feel like he had the right artist for the wrong tracks. Some shit shouldn't have been sampled though. Like you got to leave certain shit alone. How we say don't don't reboot this TV show. Leave this original track alone. If you're not gonna serve it any type of justice, I ain't gonna even lie to you. Everybody was all hyped and fake hype or whatever. No, I ain't going to say that because the hype was real. But that Jay and Nas track wasn't, yeah, wasn't really much to me. Yeah. No, it wasn't. All we did was, and then don't get me wrong. I know they don't have much to talk about other than their goals now. But all we did, Jay-Z just told us how much money he made again. And Nas just did another Jay-Z and called himself. The the crypto, crypto Scarface. Scarface. Yeah, so it's like, I, right, all right, that track was dope. You're lying. We just want them to be together. That's all. I ain't gonna lie. I do want that project from them too. And I like to hear them together, but that wasn't it. We the best. Where? All right. Baylor with the hot fucking takes. Uh, who wants to go next? I gotta say, I did like this album in my trash folder. It was perfect there. It was perfect there. Um, <clears throat> The Jay and Nas track surprised me, but it didn't. It was just overproduced, overhyped. But the lyrics were dope. It was bragging on that level, the humble bragger, if you will. But I was done with that album in about 30 minutes. And I think the album is about 45 minutes long. 51 yeah. minutes long is how long the oh. album is. Ridiculous. For nowadays, like, the, the how quickly you can consume albums. What I'll say on this, and this is a, a huge point to me. Cardi B has a hot single almost every time she touched a track. This track with Cardi Absolutely. B on this album, Absolutely. fucking garbage. Like, it's harder to get Cardi B not to have a song. This should be the ramp up to, this should have been this year's Cardi B's summer anthem. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. This whole who, do, who, who, who did DJ Khaled make music for? Himself. I feel like he makes music for himself to listen to in the studio with his kid. Okay. Or brushing your teeth, Devin. Aside. Yeah, I, f- I feel like he, teeth, he made this album in motion, Devin. And his sons are just going crazy over the album. He's like, you know what? I got another one. No, you don't. We don't give a shit about this. Go ahead, Mary. Um, there isn't much to say that hasn't already been said. Um, I think we've had the Khaled conversation before on a previous show, right? Like he's a curator or whatever. That's what he does. Okay, cool. We've come to accept that. But yes, I agree. The production was not 
even what up to par for what he usually does. Um, I did think it was cute that they sampled uh, Song Cry for Sorry Not Sorry. Um, but I do agree with you, Baylor, as well. It was like, I, I don't know. I The word I, that comes to mind for me is sleepy. It was sleepy. It was kind of like, it was... <laughs> It was middle-aged rap. I don't know. I mean, so, and don't, I love both of them, right? And like, yes, I'm very happy to see them together. Really hyped that there was a visual for it. And of course it wasn't whack. I would not go as far as to say that because nothing that either of them could produce whatever, I mean, well, I don't want to say that. But what's whack for Nas and Slash or Jay-Z is still by far way better than, you know what I mean? So whack is relative. I would not say it was whack, but it definitely was like not what I think we've all been waiting for from them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm never, it was what I thought it would be, this album. <laughs> it was a Khaled album. Very, so. very trying her best not to say something foul right there. I'm tr- but because... I have too Look, much respect it, for them. It was, it was like it was like watching Jay and Nas drop like fifty or forty a piece in a game where they getting blown out. <laughs> yeah, mm. I think that's accurate. Wow. So you're saying that they that they they pulled a Zach Levine is what you're saying? They just showed up. <laughs> they just showed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this goes back to my question last week. When's the last time we had a great song from Jay and Nas other than Black Republican? There has no, not been a great you, song from Jay and Nas together right. since Black Republic. How is that possible? So, so this 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 is the thing. This is I what I, this is what I can compare it to. Chemistry. Too. Exactly. Like it's it's just like with basketball. You can have two great players, but that doesn't mean they're going to be great together. together. It's about how they fit together. I promise you. I promise I you. That, Premier did I, it. I promise you. Premier did it. It would be a great a great. Football. I agree. I do believe that all the ingredients got to be there. Right. But to but to me, it feel like. Y'all gotta be there to make it, and I and I, and I think as, at a, at a certain point they were like, I don't need to be next to him. This is this is like Carmelo and Amari being coached by Phil Jackson, and them not even making the playoffs. This is terrible. I think Kanye and Premier could pull this off personally. Yeah, you, you you like you said, you gotta have the right chef to to mix the ingredients together correctly. You have two amazing ingredients in Nas and Jay. If you get a producer and and somebody who can organize it and go to their strengths i think it could be a great album but i think also the thing with the the problem with this song was is that they were rapping the same way and that's not what we want to see from jay and Nas. we want to see the differences in what that's what the beat made them do yeah unfortunately that beat made them do that right it was sleepy it was sleepy i mean part of the producer's job is to bring out the magic to inspire you know and and the funny thing was, right, it was like, I'll never forget, I think it was like a Wu documentary that we had watched and reviewed, where basically when they went to the studio and laid down cream, it was like everyone who went before the next person inspired the person after to like go harder with the pen. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you saw what? Protect Marky. your neck, right? No, I, I'm pretty sure it was cream. There was only two of them on cream. There was only Ghost and Ray on cream. Excuse me? No. Ghost and Ray on on cream. Are you not? Carry on. We're gonna strike that from the record. Yeah, you're you're tripping on that one. You're bugging. You are you sleepy? Anyway, um... you watch that video. No, I feel I feel I feel on, like I feel like. Are you uh, saying two members of Wu Tang were on cream? Meth did the chorus. Ghost and Ray did the verses. So it was, you know, maybe it was. Anyway, shut the fuck up. 
Um. <laughs> wow! All three of you. This hey, was this you know was like the, this was like that, that moment that get, this moment that I no, I, I convinced no, Mary that Ronald no, Isley no, wasn't no, at the verses. You know what I, was thinking of? I was thinking of triumph. Yeah. I was thinking of triumph. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Inspector like, Deck was on there too. It's Raekwon and Inspector Deck is has the yes. verses, and it's Method Man on the chorus. Ray isn't on there, bro. I mean, uh, Ghost isn't on, Ghostface isn't on there. Right. Whatever it was, they were laying down a song, mm-hmm. and it, I think it was Raekwon who was speaking to the camera and was saying, like, yo, like, they were watching somebody who was in the booth, and it was like, I gotta I gotta go back in and rewrite my verse now, because what this nigga just said. So, like, mm-hmm. so you saw in the, I don't know if you guys saw any of the behind the scenes in the making of Sorry Not Sorry, but it was like Nas was talking to, I think they were FaceTiming Jay or something, and Nas was like, yo you said this like oh man but it was like again the energy was low it was nothing like you know what i'm saying like what you i don't know there was something about it was very low energy that's all so it was not whack it was not trash but it just was low energy and for us to wait all these damn years to see them together i could see it being like a letdown whatever um, whatever. I forgot where we were going because now I'm. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. It's time. We got limited time with Baylor today. We need to get to the diss track brackets before Baylor leaves. So keep okay. that in mind. How many chances are we going to give Khaled? That's all I need to know. The coach is going to keep giving them chances. How are they giving it? You know, let's go. I don't think I don't I don't I don't think the culture is looking at it as he is striking out. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I, for example, all, all on my timeline the day that the album was released, I I saw so many people say things basically like her and the Migos, a collaboration I never knew I needed so bad, and that song is fucking garbage. So it's right. like, right, you know what? Too, I think that his marketing is genius. I mean, even even declaring we the best, it's like subliminal. Like, so people are like, oh, he's the best. I'm serious. Like, marketing gets that deep. And also, he really does have some very deep-seated relationships with local radio stations all over the country. So his shit's going to get played. Like, okay. All right, Black People Like Rock 2. Marquis, what do you got for us this week? Let's make this shit quick. Uh, In uh, light of Single de Mayo, um, after this celebration of the Mexicans winning the French war, whatever the fuck. Um, So let's talk about Mexican rock. So I bring up Mana Hanna. Now, Santana sold over 100 million records. Mana, great rock band. Anybody you guys love at all in from Mexican? Uh, I love Mana, but Santana, I, I, I couldn't speak to at all. <laughs> really? He, he put really. a miracle album. As a matter of fact, I think CeeLo quoted it. I get a check every three months, $600,000 from Santana. That song for him and Lauren on Santana's album. Mm-hmm. That's how big that album is. All right. Does, does Shakira belong in the Hall of Rock, of, Rock Hall of Fame? Her Spanish albums from the 90s, yes. Okay. She, she was she definitely was like a Alanis Morissette kind of. She was heavier. Her dance, her dancing, her dancing is in there. The way she moved her body. Mm-hmm. What about Selena? Oh, no. Are we Selena. dropping subliminals to our wives? Oh, shit. What was that? <laughs> she looked at me. I'm on her got, team, so. I got the blickety, though. Don't fuck me. No <laughs> shit. You popping caps, baby. Does Selena belong there? Um, rock? Selena's not rock. No, no, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Emotionally, I will put her there. 
I mean, I think she does for the impact that she still has to this day, if nothing else. I don't know about that because her English music was not rock at all. I mean, Rock and Roll and Hall of Fame Spanish isn't just for rock, though. Like, Jay Z's in the Rock yeah. and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's not just for rock. So then, what's the criteria? Because her shit was like. <laughs> no, she was nominated for Broadway. Never got in. But I'm saying, like, how so? Because then are we just going to have, we're going to start nominating cumbia bands for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> as much as it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, at this point, it's, it's just the Music Hall of Fame. Because, like like yeah. I said, there are a bunch of rappers like that world are... World Music Hall of Fame? <laughs> well, I think it's one of those things when someone calls himself a rock star, even if they're, you know what I mean? Like, you party like a rock star, it's probably that. Listen, I absolutely love, love, love Selena, right? And I feel like her aspiration was always to be like a, a more rock or R&B kind of star. And unfortunately, you know, she was killed before she could achieve that. Um, so, right. I agree with Baylor. Like, sentimentally, sure. But her body of work that was out wouldn't qualify to me. Okay. Okay. I'm going to throw two, two things at you real quick. Heroes del Silencio, they're actually a heavy um, rock band. That's Netflix is actually doing a documentary on them. And Lacuna Coil, an Italian version of, Evernef- of Evanescence. So you might appreciate that because you speak Italian. Wait, are you talking to me? Or are you talking to her? Mary, you, you speak Italian you too? Speak, both of you speak Italian. That's right. Oh, shit. I didn't know Mary's um, My family's from Sicily. So the di- like the dialect of Italian that they spoke is like not even... Okay, okay. So look we, we, got, we go to Olive Garden. Yeah, All right, um, moving on. Uh, once Baylor starts that shit, it's always time to move on from the topic. Now... <laughs> Baylor has to leave. I think you got you got what about twenty minutes left, Baylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Do you do you think we, you guys think we got we can wrap up the without remorse review and still have time for the diss track? Yeah, real quick. All right. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Without remorse. Fucking garbage. All right. Who else? Who else wait, 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 wait. We not doing that. Yes, we are. That movie's fucking that movie garbage. That movie was not garbage, bro. It's 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 full of all '90s tropes that have all been done in another movie. It's it's one logically one of the stupidest action movies, and I'm I'm the main one who says the action movies. I'm cool with dumb action movies, but then the action scenes that they have, the fight scenes are so fucking garbage in that movie. That it's fucking ridiculous. Jodie Turner Smith is the worst actress in Hollywood right now. She's wooden. My dog can act better than her. And Michael B. Jordan, as much as he fucking tried, this is the by far the worst role I've ever seen for Michael. Be Jordan in my life. I promise you, Hayes. I wanted to watch your review, but I felt I was gonna be pissed at you because you said something positive about this movie. No. Oh my God. What is wrong with y'all? Y'all are crazy. Barely, I guarantee you, if they replaced Michael B. Jordan with fucking uh, give me some, give me a white actor's name. Fucking anybody. Oh, Fuck Tom that. Cruise. You would you would have hated this shit. You just you identify with the people you see in front of you and no, it made you no, like no, it a little no, no. bit more. You said you said Tom Cruise. I'm definitely not watching anything with with today's Tom Cruise. <laughs> but I'm telling you, today's Tom Cruise would have elevated that movie more than Michael B. Jordan did just oh, by him being tomorrow it. too. I think I think it was I thought it was a solid movie, man. Okay. I thought I was gonna like it. I'm disappointed oh, in y'all. I'm trying to go through my system. So, so I'll just so say that this was it. the second thing that I cut off a quarter of the way in because I wanted to preserve. Did you watch this movie longer than you listened to the Khaled album? Okay. The movie's yes, two I hours did. long. 
the Kala album is 57 minutes long. That's not a good ratio. To, to and the bear. funny thing is, is that... No, you, it, it, the, you, did you get through that first hour? Or the well, moment? listen, no. Honestly, I was... What really made me hang on there was, like, waiting for glimpses of Lauren London because I just love her. <laughs> but... but they changed the book. So the book is very much a revenge story like a John Wick movie. And I think Michael B. Jordan would have killed that shit. But like it it's just fucking boring, bro. It's boring. Beginning to end. And like dark. I didn't even like the coloring. I don't know. It was not has, good. Have, have, has everybody on the panel seen nobody? I don't know. With, no. with old boy from Better Call Sal? The movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, I want to see that. Fucking a, in in a in a movie where fucking Be Saul Goodman from from Breaking Bad is a better action star than I Michael B. Jordan. Cancel the whole fucking year. Cancel the year. This shit is garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> no, that movie was disrespectful. Amazon is disrespectful. Uh, don't pull it. Put back the blicker. Put it back. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that bad. Okay. You know what I mean? I get out of out of ten, I'd probably give it about seven and a half. God damn! Jesus Christ, bro! All right, let's move on. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. All right, we've been doing these diss track brackets. We're headed to the finals. We're in the semifinals. We're down to the last four tracks. We're gonna whittle it down to the last two today. So first up, we got Ether. Versus lost one. Now remember our criteria. We're, we're response, um, impact, the actual diss itself, and then how good it is as a song. There you go. Ether. Okay. Of e course. E Ether. Ether was a better song, but it's I think lost one. It attacked one of the greatest artists of all time, and and everybody else around or that was around was afraid of him. So, yeah. lost one with upset. Wait. You said you vote. You're voting for Lost One. Yep. Okay. Boy. Wow. I, Please, someone take this man's card. He, you're that mad that we that we didn't like without remorse that you just. <laughs> I'm that mad. We might have to go take the burner <laughs> over there. <laughs> well, I. Well, unfortunately, Bailey, your one vote does not sway that one. Uh, Ether's winning this one three to one. Um, and I think that goes well. It's great. Lost Ones is a great diss track, and it's especially because it's from one of the sickest female artists of all time. Um, and it's 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 amazing. Like how you you how do you admit to being a side chick while at the same time tearing down the nigga completely? Like complete. Y'all got to go back and I, like I I went back and like read some articles from back when this Proz's response to this is fucking hilarious. Like Proz's response to like not on song, but like his reaction of like when he first heard "Lost One" is fucking amazing. Um, this, this was a mo this was a multitasking diss track. This is why it advanced over Ether to me. Okay, right. not, but I still play Ether to this day. So yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Be time I need to say something to anyone. All I hear is. Bim, bim, bim. That's that's it. That's all I think about. Like he really does play that whenever we have problems. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh. <laughs> I knew you were talking about me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You? You? <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. Next one in the semifinals. Hit him up versus Story of Adadon. Mary, I, I'm coming to you first on this one. Hit him up. 
Okay. I mean, the disrespect. Don't get me wrong. Adidon was disrespectful only because it revealed, you know, Drake's big secret. But hit him up was like, but see, hit him up by name was like, fuck you and you and you and your mother and all you New York niggas. But story of Adidon did very much. And I remember when we started this, I even said I was the one who said. I don't think Story of Adidon would have been as Im- impactful wasn't releasing something. I've gone back and listened. Not only did this man break down his father issues, his mama never being chosen, his best friend being sick and about to die. Like, he, he, he when he said Surgical Summer, he meant that shit. I, he, broke down, he broke down the spirit of a man on that track. Story of Adidon for this, on this one for me. This dude was on LeBron James' show like... <laughs> That's true. Him. But then, but then, Tupac and Biggie died. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, is that is that a positive? Is that, we wait, we well, put that as a positive. Low, a dark, dark goddamn Mary. We know you're a G, but God shit, damn. damn. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. Wow, <laughs> shit. <laughs> She, she basically just said, "Hey, fuck what y'all talking about? Because nobody got shot in, in Drake and Pusha T beef. Both these niggas died. Fuck y'all." No. That's what she no. in, in so many words, in so many words, she said, "But did they die though?" <laughs> Pretty much, that is exactly what I said. <laughs> but, but you, but you know what? Um, oh man. The, I will I will call this an overtime game and probably winning by one point uh, for the simple fact that Pusha has someone from the outside stop the stop the bleeding. That's not allowed in 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 our culture. Like to me, that I don't when it comes to battle rap, like like Styles P and Jada said, like don't go down there if you're not trying to get dirty. You know what I mean? You, you don't make the rules thirty years later and push it, push the cat. To the to the point where he tried to change the rules, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. At the same time, Pac had a whole coast on his back. Yeah. They they created a East. Well, with the help of the media, they created a East Coast versus West Coast. And from the very beginning of the track to the very end of the track was extremely disrespectful. I mean, I got, even threw faith in there. That's why I fucked your but, bitch. Like, oh man! But that wasn't how the beat West Coast East Coast beef started. Though it started because of Shig Knight, right? But I get that. But the, but Pac was Pac was the face of it alongside with. But, okay, here's here, dog. Wait, they were wait, the hold on. Here's my opinion well, on that. That, is that, that video wasn't originally supposed to be a diss track, though. Here, here's here's my opinion on that, though. Is that was Pac the head, or was he a pawn used by Suge Knight? And to me, that takes a little bit out of it. Because to me, he was a pawn used by Suge Knight. Right. Well, we figured that out later on. Yeah. But at the well, same somewhat. Time, but he had his own, like, personal shit, too. I mean, like, he really thought that they had something to do with what happened to him at Quad Studios. True, like, true. I don't think it was Suge that put the battery in his back. I think Suge might have added fuel to the fire, but... This goes back to Lost One, huh? What's your vote going, Baylor? Baylor, what's the vote? What's the vote? No, 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 no. I'm I'm okay with the vote because that's going to be a fire final. But the fact that Mary just said 
Suge Knight didn't have anything to put that wait, in his bag. Wait, wait, I'm asking, what's your hmm. vote? What's your vote? Is it you voting for hit him up? You I got hit him up. I got I got hit him up. Okay, so that's that leaves us tied. It's two two. Oh, so we gotta Yo, go to social media. Control. You saw that? We gotta go I to social it. media. I seen it. No, that was my Tupac impression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tupac. Do it, Baylor. Baylor, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm Tupac. <laughs> Anthony Mackie. Uh, oh. Man, okay. Um, so, unfortunately, that leaves us tied. That means we're going to have to go to our fans, our listeners, once again to vote between Hit 'em Up and Story of Adidon. Which one uh, progresses to face Ether in the finals? This is okay. I like I like. That I got to be honest like with you. Uh-huh. You know what? Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead, Marquis. It really doesn't matter who faces either. <laughs> I, I, I disagree because I feel like hit him up and like two other tracks that was in the bracket could take on either. But that's just me being non-biased. I'll save my argument for later, but. Hey, and it's only because, I go, well, again, the same, re- the same reason, the same reason Push made it this far is almost the same reason why Nas made it this far. Because who they went up against. They're both they're and they both were very strategic in what in in the way that they finally responded. If you look at Pusher for example, Pusher and Drake had a cold war basically for almost a decade. When he had his album release party for uh I forget the name of the Daytona, what was the snippet that came out of that whole fucking evening? Was a snippet of oh. him performing the uh infrared Infrared, yeah. And then he waited. Drake was so confident when he responded with Duppy Freestyle. He thought he had another Meek back-to-back and that Pusha wasn't going to possibly <laughs> come back. The whole <laughs> hip-hop industry was like, why is why is it taking Push over a week to respond? But yet when he did respond, that shit all came back to bite Drake in his ass. So, like... Yeah, we need a documentary of that process. Yeah, you know what that I mean. Brilliant. Like, that I wonder brilliant. how many times he went back and forth on if he was going to drop that or not. Yeah. Did we? Did we respect Meek? <laughs> well, well, in what regard? Oh, oh <laughs> my! <laughs> Let's talk. I'm talking about the whole Drake beef. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna talk about everything. Oh uh, no! Drake I think I thought I thought he played a I thought he played a great mechanic in that movie. Because fucked up part about that is what would Meek do? He was supposed to be featured on, knowing that the album was going to be dissing Drake. Mm-hmm. He just uh, so happened to disappear. Man, mm. Mm. that's not gangster. Mm. Him falling down a snow path by his parents' house—that was gangster. That was that all right, though. That has been another episode of the breaks. We got five minutes before Baylor has to get out of here, so we are going to go ahead and wrap up the show. This has been another episode of the Breaks Radio. So first up. Just because I know Baylor has to go, Mary. I know I usually give it to you first, but Baylor, go ahead and give me your social media first in case you got to get the hell out uh, of At Baylorism, uh, because they still won't give me my other Twitter account back. And Twitter keeps sending me emails to do the steps, and I don't understand them. And that's it. And I, I got that blicky. I got the blicky. All right. All right, Mary. So my parting words are consequence is no coincidence. Mm. And you can find more words of wisdom. Not really, because I don't really be posting words of wisdom. But I'm at Miss Mary Almonte on all social media, at Yoga My Moms. And you might find words of wisdom there. And at Just Spice, I think. <laughs> all right. Marky? Yo, ass went from 
jazz to hang in a cane, Irv the big, and Eminem murdered you on your own shit. I'm sorry. Uh, Ethereal at, I'm, oh my God. Yep, I'm good. All right, fair enough. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. I have no part words for you. My whole I, it, Wednesdays are such Michael, like, Jordan, step up. They are such a, a part of like, I missed y'all last night, so I I love you bastards. I, I love my team, um, but that's my part. He's words. lying. He got a new whip. He didn't words. miss us. I still <laughs> missed y'all. What the fuck? Yeah, I... it's wall. Yeah. It's white. All white, bro. It's all yeah, white. Her name's Ghost. Yeah, you cruising white. That's right. White car club. <laughs> yep, me too. Oh, uh, right, so but you can follow. I got, a, I got a I got a white car too. I call it white chocolate. See, Marquis, you got to get a white car, bro. All right. Well, got stock in that bitch. <laughs> you can follow me at uh follow us collectively at the Burks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the Burks Radio We are the number one podcast for hip hop culture, and this week we out this bitch. Peace. And we don't, we, we, don't, we, we, don't we don't give consequence. We don't get consequence enough love. It's funny how money changes situation. Miscommunication lead to complication. My emancipation don't fit your equation. I was on the humble you on every station. Someone play young Lauren like she done. But remember not to game the one of the sun. Everything you did has already been done. I know all the tricks from bricks to kingstown. My ting done major king done one run. Now understand El Boogie, not violent. But different things test me, run for me, can can take a threat to me. Creation, a goopy car you far from temptation.